you know, my favorite part from my training is bio-individuality, meaning that we are all individuals and what's unique, what works for me is unique to me and it may be different for each one of you. So it's just a matter of taking that journey, looking at four or five of those dietary theories, you know, eating theories and figuring out which one works for you, figuring out if a trainer is a part of you, which app it's going to help motivate you as a part of you and just sticking with it because we got it. Welcome to Black Addict, the next adventures of Gail and Tia. I'm Tia Price. And I'm Gail Brown. And Gail, how was your week? Hey, it's been interesting. You know, happy Black History Month. Oh, happy Black History Month. Uh, You know what that means. When it's Black History Month, you really stand out. You stand out. You get bombarded with questions and kind of, you know, sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're kind of crazy. Sometimes they make you say, what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It can be invasive at times. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of odd things that people you know, want to discuss. Yeah. Um, You become really a historian. You become an educator. (laughs) A counselor. Um, Talking about all types of things. Mm -hmm. Black. I mean, sometimes I feel like I have to study for Black (laughs) Month and I'm Black. (laughs) It's outrageous. (laughs) I know the questions I've been asked, it's just February 2nd, day two. But day one was like, (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I was asked to introduce this woman to some Black people. Um, And then I was asked to proofread a letter to make sure the tone was okay and whether it would be well-received. Then I was invited to Black history programs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, next you'll be leading them. I mean, it goes on and on. But, you know, it's an exciting time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great that we have that month and we can celebrate each Mm -hmm. other and really, uh, you know, talk to each other, get to know new people and expand people's knowledge. So it is great. But I will say it can be stressful. And I did want to tell you, I started this exercise program. Mm-hmm. with my daughter, uh, okay. who happens to be working at home. So she's also my cube mate. She's my <laughs> lunch partner. She's mm-hmm. also my you know person I walk with, the person I meet for coffee. We do it all within the four walls of our mm-hmm. home. And we decided to start exercising and we started picking up the treadmill and some weights, surprisingly. Oh, that's great. Keeping it low, but I starting to see a little change, you know, in my body. We've been talking about keeping that energy up. Mm -hmm. That's so important. And it's great that you have a partner, an accountability partner and someone who will motivate you when you don't feel like it and you can motivate her when she doesn't feel like it. That's fantastic. It's really great. Really great. Mm -hmm. And it's great that you brought that up because we have a wonderful guest today. We can continue that conversation. So today we are talking with Anissa McCall Wilson, who is a lover of health. And Anissa, welcome to Black Addict. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here to just have a seat at the table with the lovely Gail and the lovely Tia. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. We are happy to be seated with the lovely Anissa. 
Exactly. <laughs> and I actually follow your Instagram, Aspire to Motivate Wellness. And I started to notice some of your pictures. And I noticed that you were lifting weights and you were doing all types of exercises and you had a before and after picture. And quite frankly, you're a petite person, but you could see a real dramatic change. And I called Gail immediately and said, hey, hey, we've <laughs> got to get on this because we've mm -hmm. been talking about aging, aging gracefully and mm -hmm. keeping fit. So mm -hmm. tell us, how did you get into this? And Tia, you know, it's really a great question. And it's actually ironic because I just celebrated 10 years of my health journey in October. Mm -hmm. And it was just happenstance that I just looked at my, you know, Fitbit. And I've had the Fitbit now for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is when I started the journey, I had no idea it was actually a fitness journey. It was actually, I was having some challenges in my household, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I began walking in the wintertime. I would put on my coat, put my hood on, and I would walk with my Fitbit with the goal of getting 7,000 steps. Okay. And I would listen to my music and I would walk my cul-de-sac. And what I didn't know then that what we are focusing on now is not just about the one piece of fitness, it's about the mental health. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how that was really helping me mentally because it just took me out of my situation and allowed me to focus on self. Mm -hmm. And then around the springtime, I realized that I could, I was started walking around the block and I'm like, wow, my endurance has picked up. So then it turned into running races, walking races and then running races. And then I began to chase medals. Mm -hmm. And I began to see the weight starting to drop. And again, that really was not my focus. The focus was more on giving me a peace of mind, if you will. Okay. And then I began to chase after the medals, as we call it on Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> Medal yeah. Monday. Yeah. You know, everyone is posting their medals, whether it's a 5K, a 10K, a marathon or what have you. So I became one of those. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing that the cardiovascular, while I was losing the weight, my blood sugar levels continue to elevate and my mm. cholesterol. So again, part of aging, as we're talking about aging. And I said, well, wait a minute, all this cardiovascular that I'm doing, running races on the treadmill, running and walking outside, what is wrong? And so I sought out a trainer, mm. but I was really afraid of a trainer because again, we have a stigma as women, if you lift weights, you're going to bulk up. Right. Okay, right. And I have been lifting weights now for seven years. And I don't think there's anything bulky about me whatsoever. Not at all. No. So um, that's how it really started. So it started off as just really giving me a peace of mind. And it has just morphed now into me becoming a better version of myself Mm -hmm. taking care of the temple that God has given me mm -hmm. and just being stronger, you know, really focusing on the bones because we are at that age where our bones are shrinking. As we get older, you know, you start slumping over, mm -hmm. you know, your bones become brittle. And so it's becoming more of really about holistic health, um, total wellness, if you will, 
not trying to become a little girl, not trying to, you know, fit a certain size, but you know, that's not it, but it's being a healthier version so that I'm still able to do some of the things that I want to do as we age Mm -hmm. and not so much complaining. Oh, we're getting older. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't keep up. And I have, you know, I have younger children, so I may not have grown kids, you know, grandchildren. So I want to be there to be that mm-hmm. grandmother and not the grandmother that's sitting in the rocking chair, if that makes sense. Right. Now, right. I think that is so important. Let me go back. At one point, you said you were getting information about your cholesterol mm-hmm. and things being high. Now, are you recommending that people go to get these types of tests on a routine basis or a physical, like how are you finding out where you are and what you might need to work on? Well, the one thing that is important is our wellness and taking care of ourselves. So everyone, not just women, everyone needs that physical once a year. Mm -hmm. If you have insurance, your insurance pays for it. It's preventive care. So in most cases, I believe the government has passed a law that you don't have a deductible or a copay. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You're paying for the insurance, find a doctor and get those tests early on. Mm -hmm. And the blood work comes with it. And, you know, so depending on your lab work, you know, everyone should meet a certain number, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then there's medications. So I have to chuckle because when I found out that my cholesterol was high and my HbA1c's, my tag name becomes running from disease. Ah. So if you look at some of my hashtags, that became my why at one point. So everyone has a different why. And so once you find out what that what is and your why, then that motivates you to keep going. So that helped me each year to focus on something differently. Mm -hmm. And so, again, to get back to your question, was just keeping up with my health and wellness, looking at my blood numbers and seeing where I can adjust. So exercise is definitely one way to help you to decrease those numbers, as well as your diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's so important. You talked about your why. Mm -hmm. And I know, and I can speak for myself, you know, a lot of people will just start exercising to lose weight. You know, you have an event coming up, homecomings in six months, got to lose that 10 pounds, yes. you know, and then when homecoming is, you know, said and done, you're just back to your old habits. And so, you know, focusing on your why, and it seems like you said, you know, you got into your rhythm and always exercising and walking and weight loss was just a byproduct, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. So I think it's really important. One thing that we have to remember, one thing I have to remember, there's a bigger why. Yeah. And, you know, and I was listening to a health coach and um, one of the things that he was focusing on is really what is your what? Mm. You know, what is it? You know, what is your what? Then when you have that what, then you'll be able to understand your why, because your why may always change. And that happened with me. Mm. So for my what is to be a better version of myself, a a healthier version of myself, you know, so that's my what. And then it may have become running from disease. Mm -hmm. So now my HbA1c's are under control, but my cholesterol is elevated. So, you know, it's always finding that tweak. 
you know, taking care of your temple, you know, whatever it is. So I really got away from, oh, I need to lose the 10 pounds so I could look good at homecoming or I'm going to the masquerade ball. So I need to get back into that dress so I don't have to purchase the dress. Mm -hmm. If that helps, that's great. And I'm not saying that I wasn't there. I was there. I mean, because I think that's the initial reaction of most human beings, right? You want to look a certain way. You want to feel a certain way. But at the end of the day is what do I want to look like later in life? You know, and mm -hmm. I feel better than, I, honestly, I feel better than what I did in college, if that makes sense. I'm probably yeah. the same size, maybe built differently because mm -hmm. of children, right? Everything shifts, mm -hmm. but I probably feel better and much stronger than I did you know, some 30 plus years ago, as we're telling, you know, as we're telling our ages, but right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but I feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the one thing I did notice again from your Instagram is that you were like weight lifting, you know, you had weights and were lifting them up. And one thing I've been concerned about is injury. Mm -hmm. And you talked about getting a trainer. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because we don't want to encourage people to just run out and start doing things, mm -hmm. um, especially at our age. But how did you ease into being able to do those types of things? I started off with a trainer, probably my youngest is 14. My middle is 21. I had a trainer probably about 20 years ago when I first started going into the gym. And again, just seeing, you know, women lifting weights. And again, I always just thought, oh my goodness, they're lifting weights. They must want to be bulk up and, you know, bodybuild and different things like that. And that was never my desire. And so I saw this one guy and I started working out with him and had a conversation. And so he started explaining to me that you will not bulk up. It will just help you to tone, if that's the word we want to use, and kind of build muscle in the right mm -hmm. places. So I worked out with him for a while and really, I like the trainer personally for me because Tia, to your point, just going to lift up weights, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, knowing your strength and someone able to say, yes, let's start you off at 2.5 or you can start off at seven pounds. And so having that trainer, that accountability just to provide you that instruction can definitely go a long way to prevent injury, um, to prevent building in the wrong areas and doing some of the wrong things. Because training a woman and training a man are two different ball games. If that mm -hmm. makes, you know, we can do some of the same things as men for as lifting and pressing and, you know, the different exercises, but it's a different at a different weight. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah. And so now I work out with another trainer and, you know, it's very interesting because she's actually a bodybuilder. You know, she's an IBBF pro and I love it because she really focuses in on the woman and what our goals are. So her goal was to bodybuild and to, and she's not bulky or anything. She actually looks great, mm -hmm. but that's her goal, but that's not what she's pushing on us. She is pushing on us proper technique having um, courage and knowing that you can go up, you know? And so she actually knows us personally and pushes us to go to that next level. Mm -hmm. So those are the videos that you're seeing. So it's just, you know, my tag phrase of aspiring others to say, hey, I can do this. I'm not bulky, but I am becoming a stronger person mentally, physically, as well as spiritually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So when you started with the weights, you know, if you're talking about your arms, did you start with two pound weights, five pound weights? I mean, and how, you know, after how many months do you increase the weight or weeks or what? It just depends because with my training regimen, I strength train three days a week Mm -hmm. and I only do it with a trainer because if it was left up to me, I would probably be lifting those same two pound dumbbells and doing the (laughs) biceps with those same two pounds Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not having any motivation to go any further. And I don't recall, I probably started off with like maybe a two or something like that. But right now, if today, for example, I was doing you know, we were doing upper body and I was probably doing bicep curls with the 10 pounds, you know, lat side raises and things with five pounds. So it just differs, Mm -hmm. you know, it just differs, if you will. She will also stretch us and take us out of our comfort zone, but she will also spot us. So again, Mm -hmm. when you all focus T, when you were talking about accountability with your daughter, So it's nice to have that buddy to work out when you're lifting weights. So if you are trying to push yourself, you will have someone to spot you and say, okay, Tia, you are swinging those 15 pounds. Let's try 20. And so where you may be able to, you know, press 15 pounds, you know, doing your, you know, um, raises with the 15 pounds. And if you're just doing it too quickly, it's time for you to go to that 20. You may not be able to do 15 reps but you may be able to do five reps. So it's just about trying. And so that's one thing I love about our trainer is that if she sees that something is too easy for us, she will push us to go to that next level, but not push us to do the same number of reps just to build that confidence in us. Let me just say for the listeners, I'm still at five pounds. I am not (laughs) pushing anywhere near the 15 and 20 because I'm really being cautious. Like you Mm -hmm. said, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not with a trainer, but have some a little bit of background. But talk a little bit about the mental piece, because one of the things that Gail and I have seen is, you know, some people we've known, I think they're kind of giving up on certain things, you know, maybe they're going in a depression, perhaps they're struggling with something, as you mentioned, struggling with something, and you just don't know what to do. You chose to start walking, but how that exercise helps you mentally. And it sounds really like you've gotten a lot of confidence from this. For me, if I do not exercise, (laughs) it has become such a part of my routine that I could feel antsy by not exercising. Um, Like for example, this past weekend, we had things going on and I'm usually awake and that's the first thing, well, outside of praying and, you know, those type of things, but that's the first thing that I do and I couldn't get it done. And I was itching, you know what I mean? Like, when am I going to get this done? So I got it done later and it wasn't the same effect, but for me, it has become a, a mental block because I'm able to just focus in on my exercise. So when I'm not with my trainer and having that community, so that's kind of like a mental because I have a workout with the group. So it may be two of us, three of us, just depending on the day. And we pretty much may have different goals, but we're there for the same cause, whether it's the weight loss, whether it's becoming stronger, whether it's just to feel good about ourselves. So everyone there has to have a different why, but we are such a supportive family and we encourage each other. So that becomes that mental. And we also recognize that 
each one of us are at different places. So Gail, if I'm working out with you, you may be at five pounds. You know, you may be at 10 pounds. Tia, you may be at that five pounds. I may be at that 10 pounds. But guess what? If you get those 20 reps in or whatever the number of reps are at that five pounds, we are going to cheer you on. And that is where that mental thing piece comes in because it's that sense of community and you know that you're not in it alone. I am also a part of the Peloton community. So yes, I'm a part of the Peloton cult as people call it. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, but for me, I love it because what I find with the coaches they are so inspiring. They really have talk about focusing on you, mm-hmm. that you are your biggest competition. While you may have a leaderboard, if that's your thing, you know, let's high five each other. So even just some of the conversations that they are even spilling out, whether it's a five minute walk, a half an hour, you know, 30 minute walk or a 45 minute walk. I mean, I feel like I'm in a non-secular church sometimes mm-hmm. just because the motivation and the conversations that they're sharing. So those things have honestly helped me mentally, you know, and especially helped me to get through the pandemic, if you will, because, yeah. you know, when we were literally my treadmill was delivered and put together a week before the shutdown. Mm. Wow. And when you talk about just the grace of God allowing that to just the timing could not have been more perfect, because if you remember that first month, you didn't even want to go out your house. No, no. Right. Mm-hmm. You didn't even want to go in the air, breathe the air because you just weren't certain. And so that really helped me to just focus in on something else other than just the pandemic and the news or what have you. And then once we were able to go outside, I mean, I was doing six mile walks. 10 mile walks. I found trails in my neighborhood that I didn't know exist. <laughs> I, I had found a new love for nature because I never noticed that squirrel, you yeah. know, or those birds or mm-hmm. just the sound of the water and the river. So mentally, it has really helped me. So my preference, while I call my treadmill, Mr. Treddy, that's my new boyfriend. He's become mm-hmm. my boyfriend, Mr. <laughs> Treddy. While that's my boyfriend, I just love the outside because mm-hmm. I have a new appreciation of just the glorious, the gloriousness, if that's a word, you mm-hmm. know, of being outside. Right, right. When the pandemic started, you know, like you said, we didn't want to go outside, but my activity of choice became bike riding. Mm -hmm. Never in a million years did I think I would be doing 10, 15, 30 mile bike rides, but COVID (laughs) did something to all of us. Yes. And then I got my Peloton, I got the bike and I've been, you know, running for those badges or biking for those badges, like you said. And then I hurt my knee and surgery and all that stuff. And I'm now trying to push myself to motivate myself to get back on that bike, get back on those biking trails. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel like I need a push. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you said you motivated yourself, actually. You had some challenges. You started walking. But is your family supportive? Do you exercise with your sons? Do you go walking with your husband? Or is this an Anissa thing? It is an an Anissa thing. Okay. It really is. During the pandemic, they started walking with me during the pandemic because that was all we could do. Mm -hmm. We started, you know, we were able to go to Rock Creek Park, but it is truly more of an Anissa thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The boys thing is basketball, but selfishly, I enjoy that because 
And I say it selfishly because it's my self-care. Yeah. Well, and that's I not have, selfish. Yeah, and self-care. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. and self-care is not selfish. So, mm-hmm. and I was going to end that, and I'm glad you interjected, but it is truly not, and that was another part of the journey. Remember mm-hmm. this 10 years, so things have changed almost each year. And when I say change, I want to use the word become more intentional or more okay. or elevate it. Right. So rather than making new year resolutions, my thing is, okay, what is my focus this year? So it was the walking, it was chasing the medals, it was losing the weight, it was running from disease. Then it became the eating because eating is 80% of what we do. So I can run all day. I could be on that Peloton bike chasing my 30-day blue dots, if you will, <laughs> and you know, getting excited because I got the shout out from my favorite Peloton rep, right. you know, Peloton coach. But if my diet is not intact, then all of that is in vain. So I focused in on the nutrition. So now my focus is maintaining and still making tweaks, you know, and adjusting. Yeah. But, you know, going back to the self-care piece, I've also learned that if I don't take care of me first, I can't take of anywhere in, of anyone else because mm-hmm. it's still the stress reliever for me. It's still my mental wellness and it's still my spiritual. Not so much that I'm on there worshiping, but you, you understand what I'm saying? It's yeah. still that whole the holistic health. Mm-hmm. And if I don't take care of me, everyone else feels it. I can't, you can't pour into an empty cup. Empty so cup. I can't go feed you if I'm not taken care of. So my really, so the biggest thing that I would encourage any woman of our age is how can you take care of yourself first? Even if it's five minute meditation, even if it's a 10 minute time on the bike, even if it's your lunchtime, because we're at that age now where some of us are closer to retirement than others. You have these industries that are laying off, you know, and we're spending so much time at our desk that we're not taking care of ourselves. But if there's a layoff, then we're, a, a you know, we're a number. And then what, mm-hmm. then what happens? So right. I encourage, you know, even if it's your lunch break, take that walk. You know, and, you know, come back to your desk and eat, even if you can take that walk, go downstairs to that Peloton or whatever your exercise, your treadmill, whatever that exercise regimen. And even if it's just five minutes and you will feel a world of difference, a world of difference, Mm -hmm. you know, and it may not be Peloton. Peloton is my thing, but there are so many different apps that are out there. And I will say I work for a healthcare, you know, a pharmaceutical company and during the pandemic. One of the things when we were home that I truly loved, we still had that hour lunch, but they gave us an extra hour to take care of ourselves, especially when it became that realization that it was a mental thing. You know, we were losing people mentally Mm -hmm. just because of the news, the unknown, being in your closed walls. You know, some that are introverted, they probably enjoyed it. But those of us that are extroverted and we thrive off of people, what did that really look like? And they encouraged that. They encouraged us to get out, to walk, walk the dog, you know, do whatever. And so I truly took advantage of that, mm-hmm. you know, truly took advantage. And I still stick with that to this day. No, I don't take a two hour lunch now, but <laughs> I still stick with that of yeah. taking care of ourselves and whatever that looks like. So Gail, like you mentioned, 
that may be bike riding for someone outside. I'm afraid of being on the bike outside of my bike that goes nowhere. But whatever, <laughs> but you know, whatever that is for right. you, you know, whatever yeah. that is for you. And when I first started walking, I chuckled because my songs of choice on my playlist were Sade, Phyllis Hyman, and my gospel music. Okay. Because that helped me mentally that slowed me down that calmed me down mm-hmm. don't ask me what's on my playlist right now no. but you know <laughs> but you know my point is is how yeah. it shifts mm-hmm. so whatever that looks like yeah you know what i always thought was a great idea you know during the pandemic i would have walking meetings mm-hmm. my boss got me started on that she was like hey i want to take a walk put on your headphones and let's have a meeting and we'll walk around the block She was in Virginia. I was in Maryland. We'd have a meeting, but we would be exercising. So I started doing that with several of my coworkers. And it's a great way to just kind of multitask, get your exercise in, take care of work, but you just get outside, get some fresh air. Anissa, I want to go back to the nutrition part. Okay. You said it's 80% Mm -hmm. of, you know, your wellness plan. So how did, did you teach yourself about nutrition? Did you find a nutritionist? Did you get into like these meal deliveries? How did you focus on nutrition? (laughs) That was a journey within itself Mm -hmm. because there are so many nutrition plans out there. Mm -hmm. And I tried different things and they would work for a minute and then you would fall off. Right. So I actually, right before the pandemic, I decided to go and get my health coaching certification. So I am actually a certified health coach. And it wasn't so much of becoming a coach, which I am, but it was about just understanding and seeking to understand for myself. Because Mm -hmm. you hear people say this week, oh, you have to eat for your blood type. This next week is, oh, you need to... Do, you know, eat eat for your hormones. Yeah, eat for your hormones. hormones. Yeah, so whatever, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the flavor is for that week or for that month. And so Mm -hmm. you're running around and you're trying different things. And I think a lot of us, while I love social media because we stay connected. Yes. More so than we were before. But social media can also bring false hope to others. Mm -hmm. Because many people only post what they want you to see. That's right. And if I see someone that looks the flat tummy and just the body, my goal may be to research and find out what they're doing. And they may be doing a particular diet that works for their body. And if Mm -hmm. I'm trying that, then I'm not seeing the results then I'm falling off, then I'm frustrated, then I'm back into the woe is me. So I actually uh, became a health coach. And one of the things that I learned is that there are so many different eating theories. So we don't call it diets, we call it eating theories. Mm. And you have to find the one that actually works well for you. Because, you know, we're supposed to have so much protein, so many vegetables, so many um, healthier fats. Um, And I also became a consultant with, you know, a nutritionist, you know, director consumer. Mm -hmm. And so once I did that, I started really seeing a lot of changes in me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, by focusing on really just clean eating. And I think that is probably the best of them all is clean eating, yeah. you know, taking out the processed foods, taking out the sweets, the saturated fats or what have you. And I've really started seeing a difference. And then you start realizing that when you're cooking at home, how much healthier it is. And there's so many, you know, so many options out there. And I mean, and even just Googling those. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm, you know, I'm trying a stint with um, low carb. And so that's working, you know, that's working for me. And so not only has the low carb helped me to lose that stubborn weight that would not come off, but y'all, it has helped me with my hot flashes. Tia? Let's stop there. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Now, go back. What I heard you say was, <laughs> and let's highlight this because I have been struggling with these personal summers, flashes, hot attacks, whatever you want to call them. And you just mentioned reducing the carbs has had somewhat of effect. And the point is for you, because it may not work for me, right? But it's working for you. Mm -hmm. So looking at those different things, you think it's because of the sugars or? It is the sugar and the caffeine because my triggers were the the candy, the chocolate and the caffeine. And I'm going to tell you, I am my own clinical trial, if you will, (laughs) my own Mm -hmm. clinical trial, Mm -hmm. because I would have these, you know, hot flashes and where is it coming from? You know, I mean, we're there, right? Yeah, we're there. We're there. And so I noticed that when I cut out that sugar and that caffeine, that I wasn't having hot flashes and that wasn't the purpose of me doing it, you know? Right. And so over the holidays, that's my week time from Halloween to January, when all that's the candy, when all the candy comes, comes, in the comes house out and the you know yeah. the cakes and the cookies or what mm-hmm. have you, mm-hmm. and once I started um, introducing them slowly or sneaking, you know, here and there, I notice that the flashes are coming back. Mm. So guess what? That's enough motivation right there alone. Forget the weight loss. <laughs> that's enough motivation. But I hear you know from friends and colleagues that everyone has a different, you know, a different thing that causes their flashes. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. some is wine, some is the caffeine, some is the processed food. So whatever it is, again, paying attention and really knowing your body is really a part of it also. So again, I don't want to encourage anyone to go to one particular eating theory. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what works for you. And, you know, Gail, you mentioned a nutritionist. Hey, you know, if that's something that, you know, your insurance covers, you know, talk to a nutritionist and then, mm-hmm. you know, have those have those conversations. But the biggest thing is someone can tell you what to do. And what is that saying? You could pull a horse to the to the well, to water, but you can't, to make, the water, him but you can't make them drink it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we can try all these different apps. We can do all the different things. But again, it's going back to knowing your why and not giving up. Yeah. And, and realizing that it's a journey. It's not yeah. going yes. to happen overnight. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time when I gave up sugar. It was hard. Those first five days were awful. Because, you know, you get angry. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think I remember that. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's not a good first five days. But once you get over that hump, it's a piece of cake. No yeah. pun intended. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no. But it's so easy. You just got to get through those first five days. And when I gave up sugar, I slept like a baby. Mm-hmm. And I have trouble sleeping. That is the only thing that I could do where I can give up. If I give up sugar, I get a good eight hours of sleep. You know, that's interesting. And what I'm hearing from you, Anissa, I think I haven't heard before, which is you really have to learn specifically what works for you. And you can't follow what other people are doing. You can't try all these different things. Maybe you saw J-Lo doing Mm -hmm. something, or maybe you saw something on the news. You have to kind of test and try different things. And as Gail said, I know if I cut out sugar, this equals this. Mm -hmm. Where you said, you know, if I cut out sugar, it equals no hot flashes. I can say nothing because (laughs) I haven't given up sugar nor wine, but I'll let you know when I try it, what happens. But these are things that you do have to just try to learn and make you feel better. And I think that's really important. I'm going to really start to pay attention to these things Mm -hmm. and chart what am I seeing as far as those differences and what works for me? Because I I think that's really important to say. You hear stop doing carbs. And I mean, we all do something a little different, but maybe that's not it for me. Maybe that's not the thing for me. Maybe it's something else. So I really like that. Let's think about or maybe wrap up on what do you say to the person that I want to do this, I want to get moving, but I just don't have time or it just isn't there for me or maybe I'm not seeing things happen quick enough or I start and I stop. What do you say to those people? And why yes. do you think what do you so say important? to me, Anisa? Yeah, what do you say to Gail who <laughs> just is giving up? Yeah. And so <laughs> and which Gail has it. But what right. what do you say to people who you know it's hard to get that start and that consistency? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. They said the first 19 days in January was the real determining factor. So like after 19 days, that's when people typically quit. And this was my first time hearing that this year. And that was something with Peloton, like after the first 19 days. So they had like this challenge to keep going, if you will. My thing is really sitting down and understanding what is it that you want? And it's kind of going back to that why. Yeah. And once you're understanding what your what slash your why are is, it may be one and the same, it may be interchangeable. Finding yourself that supportive group, you know, whether it's that accountability partner, someone that you can talk to and that will keep you going and starting slow and understanding that it's a journey. Mm -hmm. I told you my journey was 10 years ago and my journey, I have gone up and down in my weight. I have gone up and down in clothes sizes and up and down in my why, what my goals are. And I just say it's really understanding what it is that you want. And, you know, we have those long-term goals, those stretch goals, Mm -hmm. and then you're breaking it down into smaller pieces. Because if you go for that bigger goal 
of getting into that. That's just using that example of that homecoming that is October 28th that we're, you know, we're all- I've already got my room. Got my reservations on my calendar. Took took time off. Exactly. (laughs) Prepared the others. Exactly. So you're looking at what? We're into February. So we're looking at nine months away. So if that is your goal, don't wait until September. Right. You know, right. Let's look at what we can do and break that down now. But the biggest thing is really finding that accountability partner. I've been with a trainer for so many years, seven years. That may not be everybody's story, but I've also decided that I can't shop for those shoes every day or a new outfit because my why is given into the money to her. So, right. you know, it's, it's, I shifted it differently. But finding someone that can help you to get you started to get you comfortable and then finding that accountability partner. But then we also have to be accountable to ourselves because Mm -hmm. one thing about an accountability partner is if I call you at five o'clock in the morning, Tia, let's go. I'll meet you at the gym. And Tia says, girl, not today. Then am I going to say, well, Benisa is not going to go by herself because I don't want to be embarrassed. Or no, not today. I'm going to wait for Tia. Right. So now you're living based on the Tia's in your Tia. world. Or that, mm-hmm. you know, that account is not showing up, damn it. But not showing Tia up. Tia will bring you down. Right. <laughs> no, but you know what? When you were saying the why, one of the things I think we all can agree with is we want to live longer mm-hmm. and feel healthy during that time. And as you said, be around for the grandchildren, be around for the weddings, be around for the baby showers. You know, we really, I think everyone probably wants that. And that you could even start with that why yes. uh, the basics of just wanting to feel and be able to move and get to places and be at these activities. So I think I'm going to start with that as just the basics. And then of course, maybe dig deeper, mm-hmm. but I think we all want that. Mm. And T, and if I can also say, let's talk about our single friends, you know, theirs may not be the babies and the grandchildren, but it's still the activity in that age now where we, some of us are taking care of our parents Absolutely. You know, and so now you want to be strong enough body wise, mentally and physically to be able to take care of your parents, because that's another stressor, you know, within itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, someone's why. So, you know, I appreciate, like you said, you know, being there for a healthier, but whatever that situation is. And I just didn't want to leave out, you know, like our single friends, you know, of course, you know, because it could be something else, you know, it could be just longevity, you know, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. whatever that you know, looks you're like. absolutely right. Because, you know, it gets back to how do we want to spend the rest of our life? And mm-hmm. what do we want to spend it on? Mm-hmm. And how do we want to feel whatever the situation is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. And I think yeah. the bottom line is everyone wants to just feel good. Yes. And be able, able, able. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, as you said, we're, we're there. It's a scary time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're feeling that age. We're feeling things come on. We're looking a little different. Our bodies are changing. But to your point, you find out what works for you. Start small, get a group together or a small group or an accountability party. For me, it's my daughter. And her why is 
she's going to Jamaica in May. And she <laughs> brought me along with this. But my why is a little different, you know, mm -hmm. in that I just don't want to feel down, um, you know, and feel just like I'm just withering away. I want mm -hmm. to keep that posture up mm -hmm. as you spoke about. So mm -hmm. there's, that's interesting that you put it that way because we are, I'm not going to Jamaica. I wasn't invited, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going, but I do want to feel better. Right. So it's lucky that I have her here pushing that we have different whys. Now, one thing before we go, I've noticed that your skin is absolutely glowing. And is this a result of all of these things that you're doing? A part of it, yes. So the exercising, the eating clean, taking out the bad stuff, if you will. And another part of it is the water, drinking water. And you will hear many different recommendations of drinking a gallon of water. And I have realized for me that that's not for me. So again, going back into finding out what works for you, the bio-individuality, but in many places, it says to go for a gallon of water. But what I have done in my research is that you would base the amount of water you need to drink on half of your body weight. So if okay. you're 100 pounds, your goal is to drink 50 ounces of water. But then if you exercise, then you may need to add 10 or 15 more ounces to that. But I have found, and I'm still working on it, I'm not perfectionist, but you know, that's not an area where I've perfected, I should say. But I am trying to drink more of the water. And the water not only gives you that glow, but it also helps detox your body. And I also found that weight was coming off because I'm detoxing and getting rid of a lot of those impurities that you're putting in your body. So water is another piece of the puzzle as well. Anissa, let me ask you this. Does water mean just water or can we say, okay, I had a 10 ounce cup of tea with no sugar or nothing in it, you know, cup of green tea. Can I put that as, you know, include that in my water, water goal uh, <laughs> or yeah. is it no, just water? I believe it's just water, but I will okay. say that I do cheat with that as well because mm -hmm. I do drink um, a green herbal tea, like mm -hmm. an herbal tea every morning. And that's like 12 ounces. And so I put it into my nifty little tracker. And if I put in like 14 ounces, just say it will cut it down to maybe 10 or 12, but it does track it mm -hmm. towards. So again, I think it just depends on, you know, what you're reading, what you're following, because there's so many different theories on that. So most people are like, nope, you need to have so many bottles or so many ounces of just pure water. Some people don't even count carbonated water because, you know, the carbonation can bloat you or what have you. But my thing is, if you need to put something in there just to help you get it down, the goal is to get it down, you know, mm -hmm. and especially when you're starting off mm -hmm. because you could fall off, you know, real quickly. Okay. And you just mentioned a tracker. Mm -hmm. Do you have a chart that you, you know, fill out every day? Do you put it um, in I an have app? A, or I have a chat chart, but I also have an app. You know, and not necessarily advertising, but I mm -hmm. use the water bottle, but they also have a water bottle, but they also have an app and it's okay. a free app. It's called the Hydrate. Mm -hmm. and, and let me just make sure I'm saying it right. But it's actually, it's expensive. So, you know, just depending, but they now sell it on Amazon. They have branched out, but it's called the Hydrate Spark. 
and mm-hmm. hydrate is H-I, hydrate spark. Okay. So there's actually an app. And then you put in what your goal is, and then you can put in how much you're drinking. Then it gives you the little sparkles and everything, you know, kind of like the Fitbit, you know, what have you, other trackers when you're actually meeting your goal. Mm. And this is also based on a community, but it's also like an electronic water bottle. And that when you drink, it kind of glows to let you know when you're behind and you're drinking. So it kind of warns you, hey, it's time for you to sip, sip, you know, that type of thing. But it tracks to your phone, to the app itself. And then, you know, it it helps calculate how much water you're drinking. But if you don't want the bottle, you can still use the app and do it manually. So that's been helpful for me because I do have friends on here so, you know, you can kind of keep track of what others are doing. So, again, what again, going back to that accountability and that community. But there are other different apps, you know, that are out there, you know, to track your mm-hmm. water, to your point, Gail. Great. Uh, let me look that up right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this has been a great yeah, thank conversation. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I have enjoyed thank this. You. <laughs> thank you. And I mean, I thank you again for allowing me to just share and you know, and it may be unique to me, but hopefully people are able to pick up a pearl or two um, Absolutely. You know, just to help them on their individual journeys. And, you know, my favorite part from my training is bio-individuality, meaning that we are all individuals and what's unique, what works for me is unique to me and it may be different for each one of you. So it's just a matter of taking that journey looking at four or five of those dietary theories, you know, eating theories and figuring out which one works for you, figuring out if a trainer is a part of you, which app is going to help motivate you as a part of you and just sticking with it because we got it. We All right. It. I got to go. I'm going to go get on the Peloton. Right now. <laughs> I got to go. Okay, Gail. I'm going to check on you tomorrow. Yes, we will. Uh, maybe she send some pictures. Again. Yes. <laughs> so we can see that. But thanks again, Anissa, for coming to the Black Addict podcast. We really appreciate it. Mm. If you want to check her out, go to Aspire, the number two motivate wellness on Instagram, and you can find some really inspirational things there. Thank you again for joining us. You can catch us on any podcast platform and also on YouTube this year. We are going to YouTube and I have to say it's Black History Month. Stay blessed, stay black. And we will see you soon. (laughs) Love it. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.